When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. What's up, everything, Medicare Podcast Nation? Welcome to the next decade. Today is January 1st of 2020, and I could not be more excited to move into the 2020s and to leave the 2010s behind. Not to say that the 2010s weren't a great decade for me. They were. They were. I mean... Basically, my entire adult life up until this point has been in the 2010s. For those of you who don't know, I'm only 27 years old. I started doing the insurance business at a very, very young age, about 20 years old. And to be honest with you folks, in 2010, I was still in high school. I graduated high school in 2011. Okay, So my entire adult life, has been in the 2010s. I got married in the 2010s. I had my first child in the 2010s. I started this company, my company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services in 2010. If you don't know who I am, if this is your first time listening, my name is Christian Brindle. I run a company in an organization called Christian Brindle Insurance Services located just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. And I started in the insurance business when I was about 20 years old, um, working with people on Medicare of all different shapes and sizes. And we partner with some of the largest insurance companies of, um, that are in the insurance industry. And I've always been very observant, folks. I've always said that it pays to pay attention. And there's no better way to understand someone's motivations. There's no better way to understand the intentions of something than to pay very closely attention to it first and foremost. Today, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about why, and I'm not the first person to say this, so let's get that out of the way. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that if I talk about a topic that has been talked about by someone else before me, they have these little tiny, you know, paper thin sensitive feelings and they get all up in their feelings about it and they feel like, you know, that I'm ripping them off. No, I mean, there's a lot of topics to talk about and sometimes we're going to overlap and I'm going to give my opinion about something that somebody else already has. Um, They can get over it. They can build a bridge, Crimea River and get over it. Okay. I'm going to talk with you about the most current things going on in the world of Medicare. So I don't give a damn if somebody has a problem with me talking about a topic that they've already talked about before. Okay. Um, Today, we're going to talk about why it's very obvious to anybody in the industry that the insurance industry as a whole, this goes for the insurance companies, 
This goes for the government, Medicare. And this goes for a lot of the biggest agencies out there are really pushing people on Medicare, meaning you, the beneficiaries, the consumers, into Medicare Advantage, and not so much in towards the other side of the coin, Medicare supplements, Medigaps. Now, if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know that there's basically two routes a person kind of Medicare can go with their Medicare. They can go the Medicare supplement route with a drug plan, or they can go Medicare Advantage on the other side. So why does the, why does the industry seem to have a bias? Let me tell you a story. So let's talk about two different perspectives here. Let's talk about the perspective of the insurance companies, and then let's talk about the perspective of the government. Both sides have their own dog in this fight, but both sides also have a tremendous amount of influence as to what gets pushed more than others. So let's talk about the insurance company side of things. Well, from an insurance company standpoint, if someone's on a Medicare supplemental plan, let's say, Let's say someone's on a plan G or a plan N or a plan F or something like that. Whatever the premium that person pays is how much money the insurance company gathers. Okay. Keep this in mind because it's going to matter later. That's how much money they get. Now, some states, they might get more money than others, you know, because the premiums and the markets dictate that they they, they need to charge more than they do in other states and so on and so forth. So like in my home state in Utah, it's probably pretty pretty realistic for a person on Medicare that's turning 65 that's picking up a Medicare supplement would probably be paying anywhere between 100 bucks a month to 150 bucks a month depending on the type of plan and depending on the insurance company that person goes with. But in a place like Florida, it's probably going to be more like anywhere between 180 bucks a month to 280 bucks a month depending on the insurance company depending on the plan. It very much depends on a couple of different factors. But this is something that's vitally important. That's the money that they get. They don't get any type of funding. They don't get anything else from the government as far as subsidized funding or you know anything like that or fo- government funding or anything like that. So that's what they get. Now, on the other side of the coin, they also don't have to pay as much out in claims as they would if they were the primary payee. Because remember, with a Medigap Medicare supplement plan, the insurance company pays after Medicare. They come through and pay the 20% that Medicare does not pay. Medicare is paying 80% of it first. So on the, on the flip side, they don't have to pay out as much as they would on a Medicare Advantage plan or something like it. So why do they have the bias? Let's talk about the insurance. Let's talk about, um, excuse me, Medicare. If someone's on a Medicare supplement plan, Medicare has to be the primary payee. They have to pay out 80%. For some people, that's that's not much. For others, it's a tremendous amount. It depends on how much somebody uses their Medicare. Some people have Medicare pay out tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars in claims each year. It's a big burden on Medicare. They don't deal with that with a Medicare Advantage plan. We talked about what each side of the coin is dealing with as far as what they, what it looks like when original Medicare is the payee. Because remember, when original Medicare is the payee, the supplement plan is the secondary if someone goes that route. 
Whereas with a Medicare Advantage plan, the Medicare Advantage plan takes the place of Medicare, it becomes the primary insurance, and Medicare doesn't have to pay anything, but Medicare funds the insurance company every month to take care of that person. Why is there the bias? Because I'm sure you've noticed it. If you've been on Medicare for any amount of time, you've noticed that, especially during the Medicare enrollment period, the advertising is incredibly pushed towards one direction or the other. These insurance companies spend millions, tens of millions of dollars every single year to push you towards Medicare Advantage plans. Don't tell me you haven't seen those commercials. Zero dollar premium plan, free dental, vision, hearing. But why? Of course, we all see commercials and advertising for Medigaps, Medicare supplements. We see them. We get the flyers in the mail. We do see some commercials for them. But it's probably out of a scale of 10, it's probably 7 out of 10 Medicare Advantage. Zero dollar premium plan, right? Combine your medical prescriptions, dental, vision, hearing all together into one plan. Pick up a Medicare Part C plan is also what they say. Because Medicare Part C is another term for Medicare Advantage. Don't get that twisted. They're the same thing. I get people that call our office at least three or four times a, a month saying, I see all this advertisement for this Part C. What is that? And they already have a Medicare Advantage. I'm like, it's exactly what you have. In the Medicare world, they have different names for the same thing. Multiple different terminologies that are the same thing. Just like Medigap and Medicare Supplement are one and the same. Just two, tomato, tomato. Part C is another name for Medicare Advantage. But the advertising is so intense and so skewed that they're trying to find any way to make it sound like something different, but it's clear they have a bias to anyone that's paying attention. It pays to pay attention. But why? Well, I'm going to take a break. We're going to get into that in section two, exactly why the bias exists, what the insurance companies, what Medicare has to gain out of it, and what it means for you. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back after a quick word from this week's sponsor. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for sticking with me through that message. And welcome to segment two of episode 137 of the Everything Medicare podcast, where every single week we discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. And this is our first podcast of 2020, and it's fitting that it be on the first of the year. We're going to be bringing you a lot of episodes that really walk you through on how to navigate the maze of Medicare, but also once you're on Medicare, to get the most out of your plan that the industry probably doesn't want you to know about. But we want to make sure that you're getting what you deserve, okay? So today we're talking about why does the industry, the insurance companies, the government, why do they have a bias for you or what kind of plan you're going to be on? Now, there's a lot of people out there that are anti-Medicare Advantage. They think that Medicare Advantage is just, you know, the devil. You know, like if you get on a, if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan that, you know, uh, 
they'll pray for you basically because you're 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 screwed. You're 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 in a situation where you're you'll have eternal damnation healthcare wise, which is such bull. Okay. There's a place for Medicare Advantage, and there's certain people that Medicare Advantage is the best thing for them. However, the other side of the coin is this. There's there's definitely biases in this industry. There's people that are biased towards Medicare supplements, and there's that because it serves their interest. It serves their interest. It's more work for an insurance agency to take care of someone on a Medicare Advantage plan. It's much more work for them to keep up with you customer service-wise because there's a lot of working parts of Medicare Advantage. They want to make it easy on them, so they kind of paint a narrative that Medicare Advantage is evil. It's evil for them. It's evil for an agent. There's those people, but they're in in a much smaller um, percentage of the people in the industry that want to push you towards Medicare Advantage. So we're talking about those the insurance companies would rather have a Medicare Advantage enrollment than a Medicare supplement enrollment, and this is why. It was reported in 2019 that the average funding an insurance company gets per person for 12 months of enrollment on a Medicare Advantage plan is over a little bit over $11,000 per year. Per person. You break that down, that's a little bit under $1,000 a month. So that'd be like basically they were receiving a little bit under $1,000 a month in premium from somebody. Now, granted, the the Medicare Advantage plans have to pay out a lot more claims than they would if they were acting as a Medicare supplement. They have to pay for Medicare prescription drug claims. They have to pay for medical claims, dental, vision, hearing, all that stuff. But even even so, it's a tremendous amount of funding for the insurance companies to get. So it's clear why they have the bias. They make a lot more money. We talked about in segment one what an insurance company gets. They only get the premium you pay on a Medicare supplement plan. Whereas a Medicare Advantage, a lot of Medicare Advantage plans don't have a premium, but if they do have a premium, it might be 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month, 40, 50, depending on where you live, what market you're in. But if there is a premium, it's in addition to that funding they get from the government. Now, why does the government give a Medicare Advantage plan this funding? It's quite simple. They're passing off the responsibility over to this insurance company. This private insurance company takes over. Medicare doesn't have to pay 80% of a person's claims anymore. That takes a big burden off of Medicare's shoulders. So instead of paying out 80% of Sally's claims, they hand it off to XYZ insurance company. They pay them X amount of dollars and no no more, no less, depending on regardless of how much or how little Sally's going to use her Medicare Advantage plan. The government prefers it this way because they don't have to pay out 80% anymore. They don't have to pay out $100,000 claims a year, $50,000 of claims a year for someone that uses the plan a lot. Also, they don't have to keep track of claims. They're delegating. They're handing the responsibility off to someone else. And believe it or not, folks, insurance companies are better equipped to handle claims and process claims than Medicare is. Medicare is the government. So it's easier for them to just delegate, to hand the responsibility off to somebody else and pay them X amount of dollars. So the government has this bias because it takes a lot of pressure off of them. It's easier for them. The insurance companies have this bias because they get a tremendous amount more funding. And it's clear. The writing's on the wall for the future 
of Medicare as far as what the industry will push you towards. Is it the best thing for you always? Absolutely not. I believe, and I've said this from the beginning, that Medicare Advantage plans on one side of the coin and Medicare supplements with a drug plan on the other side of the coin are the two ways a person on Medicare can go. They both have their strengths, their weaknesses, their positives, their negatives. And one side is not better than the other. It depends on the person that's picking the plan on which way they should go. Both sides have their positives and negatives. We've beat this into the ground on this podcast. We've done so many episodes specifically dissecting the positives and negatives of each kind. But when the industry has a bias to push you in one direction more than the other, don't get me wrong, they'd like, they, they wouldn't mind having your Medicare supplement business. They'll take your premium. But if they had to pick whether you be on a uh, Medicare supplement plan with them or Medicare Advantage plan with them, they'd take the Advantage plan every, every time. Trust me, the insurance companies provide us as brokers and, and the agencies, they provide us a tremendous incentives and pressure to provide them Medicare Advantage enrollments. They do. The biggest agencies are had pressure put on them to have a certain amount of Medicare Advantage enrollments every year. Quotas. My company doesn't give a damn about that stuff. We do what's best for the customer, always. And quotas don't mean anything to us. And we can do that because we're a third party. We don't work for the insurance, the insurance companies, and we just kind of do what we what, what we feel is right. That hurts us in a way because we don't win as many trips. We don't win as many awards. Don't get me wrong. We do get some of that stuff, but not as much as a lot of people out there because a lot of people are selling all different kinds of one product to meet their quotas when appease that insurance company for the year. And we don't care. We're going to do what we feel is best for the, the client, for you. And if that's a Medicare Advantage plan, great. We don't think they're evil. We're not biased towards the other way, like a lot of people are. For their own personal reasons, I'll have you know. It's not because it's better for you. It's because it's better for them. It's easier for them. But we're also not against Medicare supplements either. It's a need-by-need basis. And if you've learned anything from listening to this podcast and listening to the content that we've had to put out, I hope it's been that, that it's a need-by-need basis. One side of the coin might be better for you, but it might not be better for your sister or your brother or your neighbor or your friend. It's a need-by-need basis, folks. Let's take a break. Have some final thoughts on this topic. Don't go anywhere. Be back in segment three after a quick word from our sponsor this week. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking with us all the way to the end. And my final thoughts on this are pretty obvious to most of you, I'm sure. Do not let propaganda push you one way or the other. Let the facts push you one way or the other on what plan is best for you. That's been our motto in 2019. That's been our message. That's been my war cry to you in 2019. 
both sides. Medicare Advantage has good and bad to it. It has a place. Some of you need to be on it. Medicare supplements have their good and bad. Some of you need to be on it. But there's not one side that's best for every single person that's listening to us today. And I hope you understand that. I think that you do. I think we've beat a dead horse enough with that. But it's obvious. The industry has a bias. The industry would rather be on Medicare Advantage. It's easier for the government. It's better for the insurance companies to get more money. But it's not always best for you, the consumer. And in order to truly maximize your Medicare and squeeze every little drop you can out of what's rightfully yours, you need to make sure that you're picking based on what's best for you and not what's best for your agent, the insurance company, or the government. You need to pick what's best for you specifically. And don't let their propaganda convince you that something's best for you when it's not. Commercials are, are attractive. Commercials are, are fun, exciting, sparkly, shiny. But commercials are not based in reality. They're a fake world. Actors paid to put on a fake smile or paid to talk about how great something is that they've never used themselves. Joe Namath. Go into 2020 wanting truth. And the truth is knowing what's the good and bad of both sides, the positives and the negatives, and making the decision based on that for you. Hope you have a great new year, everybody. Thanks so much, folks, for spending some time with us on your holiday with me. I'm flattered. I'm flattered at every single one of you that's listened to us all of 2019. If this is your first time listening, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you haven't already, folks, if you'd like to show me some kind of appreciation for for bringing you the information that we do for free consistently three times a week, um, the best way you can do that, and it would mean a tremendous amount to me, is if you're listening to us on a platform that allows you to do so, please leave us a five-star review and what you like about the show. It helps us reach more people just like you on every single platform. We want to reach millions of people in 2020 that need to hear this message that are being taken advantage of or that are on plans that aren't good for them, you can help make a difference by helping us make a difference, by helping push our information forward to reach more people, and your reviews help with that more than you know. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you Saturday. Have a great day.